0: What makes a company great? What makes a company tick? You know, the companies that have lasted for years and will be around for years to come. At Markel Group, what we've found is that it's beyond great product or service. Those are important, sure, but it's really about the people who drive culture, who embody the spirit of the work, and who build lasting relationships across organizations. We're on a journey to tell the stories of those people. The ones who make Markel Group successful. Welcome to Markel Style. All right, I'm Ace. I'm Matt. And this is a Markel Style session. Matt, this is our first one. It is. So given a little background and context might be appropriate, <laughs> there is the Markel Style. It's what, 214 words That's it. as you talk about what's the Markel Style? So
1: uh, yeah, Markel's style is essentially, if you look at every great civilization in history, most of them were guided by a creed, yeah. a set of values and beliefs, and that is what the style has been for Markel. Yeah. It, it was formally written uh, in 1986, But really, if you look at it, just like any great document that really embodies the essence of what a civilization is, they look retrospectively and they say, we have a history of actions. What values have really come out of that? Which values are consistent? That's the style. So it's, yeah, 214 words. And it really, when you read it... It, it doesn't feel like a traditional corporate value statement.
0: Oh, I love that. So the these Markel-style sessions that we're kicking off, really, is, as you and I have talked about them, this exploration of the family of companies that makes up Markel Group. That's it. And, and importantly, the people within those companies who embody the behavior that is the Markel style. And I, I think the fun of these sessions is you and I get to go deep into these companies, find those people, explore what makes them, who That's they it. are, how they embody the Markel style. And really, I think this is an opportunity to, to encapsulate some of the takeaways for how we can emulate that behavior throughout the Markel group.
1: Yeah, I'd say these folks won an award called the Markel Style Award. They yeah. represent the best of what we could hope we could be. And like you say, just telling that story and learning that story is informative for all of us.
0: Okay, so you and I are gonna take a little trip to Baltimore, 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 Maryland, to talk about Ellicott Dredges. Yeah, Um, now they say Baltimore if you're actually from... Well, I'm not from, I'm from the DMV area. I'm i could from probably Iowa, swing. So. <laughs> You're not even almost from Baltimore. Don't listen to a word I T- say about it, d- pronounce n- it. I'm going to leave that where it is. Tell me about Ellicott, because they are, from what I have gathered, an incredible company making dredges, which are, you know, everybody in their everyday life uses a dredge. <laughs> Just every morning I wake up, I dredge. Uh, but no, they're, they're critical infrastructure to the way that we build the world in which we exist. Tell me about
1: Ellicott. 100%. So Ellicott is a beautiful company, and you know me. I love to tell a story about them. 1885, okay. the company started. So this is when dredges, which, by the way, a dredge is is a, is a essentially a ship that clears out waterways. Mm-hmm. It can mine for precious metals. It can clean oil spills, and it can build canals. Yeah. They've been building these things since they were powered by horses. Okay. And I actually had to ask Ben Sumter, the CEO of Ellicott, how does that actually work? And one version is like a hamster wheel where a horse was there powering this sort of thing that grinds through the base of the waterway, pumps that water out. Oh, you're
0: not kidding. That was real. Yeah, 100%. And they
1: also had horses that would pull the ship from the canal banks. Yeah. Um, But anyway, they've been around for quite a while, but the the company has a really long history. They've established themselves as a market leader. In 1914, one of the things they're famous for is they actually finished the Panama Canal, their machinery did. And uh, in the time since, they've really grown and evolved to be a global leader in providing dredges really at every continent, every type of situation and customers. It's a cool story.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So we've got the backdrop of Ellicott dredges. They've been around a real long time, Panama Canal, among some of the storied work that they have done around the globe. And we get to meet one of the employees of Ellicott, who is Alex Green. And Alex Green won the Style Award. I got to meet him at the uh, Markel shareholders meeting. And just, I mean, talk about a grounded dude who knows the inner workings of Ellicott. Um, How about, instead of you telling me about Alex, we cut to a little clip of when you met Alex in Baltimore. Sounds great. Let's roll
1: We are here with Alex Green, winner of the 2022 Markel Style Award at Ellicott Dredges. When it comes to dredging equipment and dredges. Uh, we understand that you are the expert as as far as that goes. Uh, a lot of people call me the expert, but I don't like to consider myself being an expert. <laughs> I just consider myself a being a team member, part of the team.
0: Okay, so th- that's Alex Green. I mean, talk about
1: humble. Absolutely. Man, a few words. And, you know, I think you can always tell... Um, the say-do ratio speaks a lot about people. Um, and you should be so skeptical. So you say and yeah. he does. There we go. All right. I, that, was, that wrote itself. This is a guy. Yeah, sorry. Uh, this is a guy who really embodies, and when I say the best of who we are, that this is what we're talking about. He yeah. came in the doors in 1977. He you know, came essentially out of high school, yeah. asked for a job, became a mechanics helper. And over the course of the 46 years since, he's had every single job on that shop floor including running the entire shop so electrical welding you name it he's done it yeah and he's become a transformative force for that business but as you can see with the way he communicates he's super understated and humble he's not here to brag or celebrate he wants to build his team up and i think if you look at his impact on the organization that's really what it's been about
0: yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna borrow a quote from um you and much to my shame. I love when you quote me ace this is a wonderful situation I see I have to do this now uh real humility is doing what's right when no one's watching I'm sure somebody like more famous than you said that but you I think distilled it very well about Alex Green and I think we've just teed up a really good story here do we want to roll that yeah let's roll it let's roll it
2: one time we had this really bad snow blizzard and the ice and
0: snow was so thick on the cars, I I dreaded going out. And I heard people just scraping the ice off their cars. I'm like, oh no. So I got out there, and lo and behold, my car was completely uncovered. I was like, wow, that's neat. So I left, and it wasn't until two days later, I found out from our executive assistant that it was Alex that cleaned her car off and mine. And
2: I'll never forget that.
0: Okay, so, I mean, look, scraping snow off of people's car, that is, um, it feels like the type of person we want to work with, but uh, I'm going to push a little bit. Please Business do. impact, mm. right? We're talking about, uh, you know, people who have invested in the Markel Group and, and Markel Group bringing companies into its family to do great work and, and drive bottom line and real impact. Uh, does scraping snow off of cars do that?
1: Interesting. Um, So what I would say, and this is something that we are very passionate about, people look at our organization in 93 years of history, and they ask us what powered that. Mm -hmm. How did you outlive? Literally, if you look at the statistics of a lifespan of an average S&P 500 organization, it's now in the teens. And when Markel started, the probability we exist is almost zero. Mm -hmm. And You could say that these things are soft skills and don't matter. But what we've found is that people like this who embody this type of humility and this type of skill and this type of commitment to the work actually are transformed for the business. And I think Mm -hmm. rather than just say these words, let's tell a story, a real story of a moment in our history in 2019 when Alex actually was transformative.
0: Okay, so give me give me the background to set the scene for this story we're about to tell. Perfect.
1: Okay, so we had uh, a lot of our clients, as I um, mentioned, for Ellicott are global customers because okay. there's you know companies and countries all over the world who are building waterways and restoring marshlands, doing just about everything you could imagine. Mm-hmm. And we had a shipment that was supposed to go overseas. That means we had to finish two large dredges, yeah. get them to the Baltimore port by early January 2020. The thing is, if you miss the those two-day shipping windows. It's not just like, call up and get another ship. You gotta the wait next months <laughs> out, right? <laughs> exactly, it's like two months, three months. Who knows how long it's gonna take you to get a ship that's big enough to take these things. And if you wait for two, three, four months, our customer on the other end, usually they need them like yesterday. Okay. And so we were in a situation where by November of 2019, so this is a few months out, the production manager at the time was saying, It's not looking good. December, he comes to CEO Ben Sumter to essentially say, it's not gonna happen, let's throw in the towel, you need to call in the customer. And that's when Ben Sumter picked up the phone and went to Alex.
0: He called Alex. He called Alex. Okay, all right, so uh, how about we just let Ben tell this story?
2: I went and I found Alex. I said, Alex, are you aware of the situation? And Alex knows everybody. He knows everything that's going on before I do, so of course he was aware of the situation. And I asked Alex, I said, look, is there anything we can do? He goes, I don't know, let me look into it. The next day he comes back, he goes, you know what? I've looked at it, no matter how many hours we work and what we do, it's just not possible with everyone that we have. But I have an idea. I know these guys in a shipyard down in Alabama. I can call them and see if they'll come up and they'll work for two weeks over the holidays. With their help and with the team here, I think we would get it done. He worked with a shipyard and he got a crew up here they came in trucks and trailers they camped out in a parking lot and with the crew that he knew from the shipyard and with our crew they were able to work two weeks through the holidays and get everything to the port by the beginning of january that made that shipment so it it was a feat that literally others had thrown their thrown the talons and it's not possible to do and he proved that it was possible and i don't think anyone else could have organized the teams and made that happen okay all right i'm
0: i'm sold I'm sold, right? And look, my work as a corporate mediator helping executive teams and boards make decisions is is often driven by the humans involved. And I think what you and Ben and, of course, Alex have just illustrated it is, it, is that it is a... Sometimes a singular person that says we actually can get that done and then pulls together the other humans to make it work. And, you know, Alex, I'm I'm feeling how he's embodying the Markel style in pulling resources, you pulled what, a crew up from Alabama, as we just heard, and they camped out in the parking lot, and they got the shipment out the door, which results in, uh, in increased or at least sustained revenue, not a loss. Uh, got that done during holiday season, which is incredibly hard, and and convinced people that this was the right thing to do by the company, by the client, by Markel Group. That That is huge, and that cultural impact, culture's hard takes 10, 15, 20 years to shift. Or 93. Or 93, right? (laughs) But it's individuals' behaviors that we can shift or inspire. And the natural byproduct of that is culture change. It feels like that's really what Markel Style is all about. Yeah, oh. absolutely.
1: And and people like Alex, so you want to know business impact, that's business impact. What's possible for an organization when you have people who are committed to success, which is essentially the beginning and the end of the, the Markel style is, Markel has a commitment to success. And the last word is winning. And I think that is really what we're focused on, is values that actually have a tangible impact for the bottom line
0: and for people. Mm. So you met a gentleman, uh, one of Alex's colleagues, named Dennis. Dennis. yeah. Now, Dennis would say Baltimore. (laughs) Let's be clear. Dennis, if you're watching this, that's Matt paying homage to your hometown, my friend. Um, tell me about Dennis and and how his story weaves into Alex's. So
1: so what's beautiful is like when we were going on, on these shoots, it's like each company really they have their own unique culture. Let's be honest. You know, yeah. they joined many of them, the Markel group family. We didn't start having non-insurance businesses until 2005. So what's beautiful is you get these different cultures that feel related that come in. And so when we went to Ellicott, we could feel that. And one of the flavors that Ellicott has is they really feel like the best of what old American manufacturing was. Mm. So we heard stories
0: from you Are you Alex, about to romanticize yeah. American manufacturing well, for me? No, you know, you know. Oh. The,
1: like, You're a sucker <laughs> for a good story. Tell me more. The... And, you know, Alex would describe like in the in the 80s when, when folks would come in an hour early and they would sit in the locker room and they would converse. And it might be about personal stuff, sure. you know, like, hey, I'm having trouble at home. Like, what do you all think? And it's almost one part therapy. But they'd also talk about the day. Here's what we're thinking for production. Like, here's the issues that we're facing. And by the way, this was unpaid time. They came in because there was camaraderie. And so what happened when we met Dennis is that he is – and Alex are kind of part of an old guard, mm. and they still are like great friends, and yeah. they they have essentially taken their work relationship, they're now fishing buddies. They've traveled actually traveled the world. Together. Traveled yeah. the world. Yeah. They went down to Panama just to see the canal that oh, Ellicott cool. built, and watch the dredges that were maintaining it, and they could, you know, of course, know more about any of that stuff, but it was just like, to me, the richness that showcase that when we're talking about building relationships at work, it's sometimes at Markel Group it feels more like a family, yeah. and I know that can be problematic for a variety of reasons. You know, where you don't want to overextend into people's lives. Sure, but there's a richness and a beauty in the connections that people like Alex and Dennis have made, and I think that was what I was most inspired to see.
0: Yeah, so so Dennis tells this story a little bit, and I want to cut to a clip of a, a thing I really, um, I really connected with that uh, Dennis shared. I just, I just think Alex has been the face of this company, even if he wasn't the face, behind the scenes he was the face. Alex found a way to, if we needed something done and something had to ship Saturday morning and guys didn't want to work, Alex had a way of convincing you to work. And it wasn't threatening, it wasn't, it was face-to-face, buddy, I need you. And everybody would do it for him. Dying dying thing. Don't happen much anymore. Yeah. All right. I mean, it don't happen like that anymore. In Dennis's own words, right? It, it, that human-to-human human connection is what drives our ability to do work yeah. or for Alex to ask of people what he does to, like, get the deliverable over the finish line, which is good for business. It's good for morale. It's great for culture. I mean, that Dennis, I think, is embodied in his relationship and connection to Alex, what Alex does across Ellicott, and, and that, again, the reason we're seeing a style award. So when you were in Baltimore, you gave Alex... The style award or or tried to at least tell me what happened (laughs) yeah so you know we being a like in award we actually
1: make these little trophies yeah, and i'm sure you know little. it's they're like beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're 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 nice and and we like to give them to people to really be a physical sort of artifact to embody you know what they've done for the organization it's a small token and um and so we we brought it with us and and typically we'll give it to a leader within the business to say hey would you maybe gather some folks however you'd like um but but if you would like to give this to them you know we'll be here yeah. and so Ben um, gathered you know most of Alex's colleagues and mm-hmm. was like hey um, you know didn't really tell him what we we're doing he said could you come over to the break room and so we did yeah. and we tried to give yeah. him you'll see Ben tried to give him the award uh, but didn't quite get there so I guess we can roll to a clip now to see that happen
0: I'm just a person that's receiving this award for the team so this award is not going home with me this award is going to stay here that Alakaiwi lost with a team for in Baltimore and in Wisconsin. So I'm going to give it back to
1: you, so you can keep this award and put it in a
0: lobby. I mean, do they make him like that anymore? Right? <laughs> I feel like that? That is a very quiet confidence and and respect for the team in which Alex is a part of. And yeah. you know that to me embodies the type of people I want to work with, the type of people you get to work with. Uh, uh, Kudos to to Alex for that, uh, uh, I suppose, gesture of acknowledgement for the entire team that makes that work.
1: And I think if you look at it in some ways, I, I almost hesitated, believe it or not, I'm a storyteller, but I hesitated Mm -hmm. to tell this story because Alex was so adamant on not taking the credit for anything his team did. And, That is so rare. It's just like Dennis was saying. And the beauty of seeing somebody who operates with that level of selflessness, it was inspiring. And I can tell you right now, if Alex Green picked up the phone and called me, I'm going to do whatever he needs me to do. And I couldn't tell you the psychology of that. All I know is it's true. And it's special and it's beautiful. So I know Alex doesn't want the credit. But we have to, Ace. We got to say, you know, thank you to him, essentially.
0: Yeah, and that, my friend, is the Markel style. Indeed. We'll see you all next time.